The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. jump into the episode it is time for the cocktail of the day today's cocktail is a blueberry vodka smash our ingredients for today are a half a cup of blueberries fresh mint vodka of your choice lime juice simple syrup and crushed ice and for a tip for the crushed ice you can place regular ice cubes in a blender Fill halfway with water and pulse until crushed. So we're going to actually muddle our berries and mint in a shaker. And then we're going to add one ounces of vodka, a splash of lime juice, a splash of simple syrup, add one handful of ice, shake until it's cold, And then we're going to strain it into a low ball glass and then add our crushed ice. Garnish with blueberries and a lime wedge. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. A blueberry vodka smash. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Oh my goodness, guys. So I have had a very, very stressful two weeks. Um, My thoughts are all over the place, like completely all over the place. So bear with me. I have so much that I want to tap into. Um, First of all, I am so, so upset um, and completely disappointed. I miss my Little Cousins Botillion, I was so excited to attend this event. I talked about it on um, episode eight and nine, I believe, um, about my water intake, trying to lose a little bit of weight so that I can get into a very beautiful dress. So, complete disaster, complete disaster. Um, I ordered my dress online which I never ever do. I never really order actual clothes um online. Maybe t-shirts, tennis shoes, um different things like that, but a dress of this caliber I should have actually gone into a actual store. But my week, my past two weeks have been extremely hectic and of course online shopping is like the easiest thing now. Got the dress, the dress did fit how I wanted it to fit. It didn't look like what I thought it would look like. So two days up until the event, I went looking for dresses, couldn't find anything that really like said, this is the one. The day of the event, I woke up super, super early, still with the attempt of trying to find a dress on top of just trying to get my little particulars in order. I went and got my jewelry cleaned. Um, Went and bought a new bra, just different things like that. Drug my mom all over the city, trying on dress after dress after dress. And nothing was good enough. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, And 
I am the type of person, I am not going to just wear anything. I'm not just going to wear something to wear it. If I don't like it, if I'm not comfortable in it, it just doesn't work for me. And being, excuse me, the type of event this was, um, I really wanted it to be semi, not really extravagant, but I wanted to have that I'm going to the opera or, you know, I'm I'm doing a black tuxedo type of affair. So that's just not any dress. So I was completely frustrated um, the first part of the day trying on all these dresses. Um, and in the midst of all of that, like I said, I did some little small things. So I had already told myself and I had talked to my cousin about it, I wasn't going to get my makeup done. I haven't worn makeup makeup in so long and my skin is really doing amazing. Um, I've been using the clean rituals as you guys already know. I talk about it all the time. So I was determined and set out to not get my makeup done, but I still wanted to get a little light work. Um, so that entailed for me to go get my eyebrows done. I've been going to the same place for 15 years, okay? And I recently found out a year ago that there's a location not too far from my house that is the same, owned by the same people. This was the perfect situation for me because I was already, you know, running around my area um, at the time. So I go get my eyebrows done. And in the midst of getting my eyebrows done, I don't know if you ladies are familiar with threading, but I get my eyebrows threaded. You have to hold your eyes closed um, when they're threading. And my eyes started burning and I'm like, okay, it's it's probably just the tears forming up in my eyes. You know, it, this happens sometimes. I'm not tripping. It's okay. So after I get in the car, um, <laughs> my eye is bleeding. <laughs> I was cut by the thread and I don't know. If you guys know what a paper cut feels like, but this is like times a million. My eyes bleeding, leaking, okay? And I can't stop it from bleeding. Now I'm completely frustrated because I can't do my makeup and my eye is continuously bleeding and it is burning so bad. Um, But I'm still trying to soldier on. I'm still trying to soldier on and try to make, you know, make something happen. Um, I want to say at about three o'clock after being out all day, all morning, trying to find a dress, I was just completely frustrated. Nothing was going right that day. I already was dealing with some business, um, shit and it, it just, it was horrible. It was just not a good day. On top of the fact, Mike's calling my phone and He's he's trying to make sure that I'm okay. He's trying to make sure that I found something because I have been talking about trying to find something else for like the past two days. He actually woke me up in the morning like, hey, you know, you need to get up. You need to do this. So he throughout the day was trying to check on me. Um, unbeknownst to me, he had news that he wanted to share with me, but because I was so distraught and going through it, like he didn't even focus on what he had going on versus what I had going on. <sighs> Guys, when I came home, I was just defeated. I was completely defeated and I ended up falling asleep. I just completely passed out like, okay, they just go by because this was the worst. So I thought, <laughs> um, Next day, uh, I prepared myself as usual to do my visit for Visitation Monday. And in the midst of that, when Mike calls, he's so excited because he wants to tell me what he was trying to tell me all day Saturday. That he finally had his visit with both of his kids. And I was so excited for him because this was something I know he really, really wanted um, I wanted it for him. I tried my best to assist him um, in trying to make that happen. You guys know the story. Explained it to you already. So, um, of course, you know, Visitation Monday is coming up. So, I'm trying to prep myself and get myself together for that. And for whatever reason, this was the first Monday where, well, 
Sunday night where I wasn't like, what am I going to wear? Da, 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 da. I normally just get so excited when it's time to go see him that I'm like picking out my outfit like it's the first day of school. But for for whatever reason, I was just mentally like exhausted. Um, I was just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to throw on a Wetlock Chronicles t-shirt, some jeans and some tennis shoes and be on my way. So I woke up early this early Monday morning. And of course, um... I got there on time time. Like I got there on my regular time schedule, which I was really excited about that. So um, this visit was different. This visit was extremely different. Um, it was very intense. The first maybe 30, 40 minutes, maybe hour, I want to say. Um, and I just really couldn't understand why the why the intensity, but you know, he was very intense and very serious, um, you know, talking about business stuff and it felt so weird that I am not gonna lie, guys. I was sitting there like, should I just cut the visit short? Because this visit is different. So, um, of course, you know, we had moved past it, everything kind of got cool. And, um, it would just kind of start randomly talking about other things. So I asked him about his visit, you know, now we're face to face, you know, you could tell me in detail, you know, what was going on and how was it? He just lit up. He was very animated telling me the story. And, um, I proceeded to ask him, how was his interaction with his daughter's mother? And the reason why I asked this guys is because... This was the person that he was with when he was first arrested and incarcerated. So after being incarcerated for four and a half, going on, I think, five years now, um, they hadn't seen each other. So as the friend mode kicked in, I just wanted to know how was it? Was it awkward? Was it different? You know, and um, because we talk. These are things we talk about. We try to be open and honest. At least I try to be open and honest um, about things. And... Um, I really didn't like <laughs> some of the things that he communicated with me and it just kind of resonated at that moment. I tried to keep the visit positive as possible because A, he's incarcerated. B, you know, I drove here and I'm trying not to make this a major thing, but I was completely bothered by, um some of the things that he told me about the visit and right now right now I am still trying to process how I truly truly feel about it I'm still trying to process um how I actually feel like I need to handle it um, from an emotional standpoint and from a mental standpoint. So I'm really not ready to really jump into all of that, of what happened. But I will say this. I believe that the past is the past. I feel like the past is supposed to stay in the past. I respect the past. I respect the results that come from the past. But what I don't respect is when the past tries to coming to my lane, which is the present and the future. I have a problem with that. Um, I'm a very respectful person. I say it all the time, but I do respond to disrespect with disrespect, period, point blank. I've always been like that. So I feel as though my relationship was disrespected and I spoke on it. And even when I left, and on my way home, I was, you know, still thinking about it because it didn't sit well with me. Now, throughout the rest of the visit, we took pictures, you know, we did all that cool stuff or whatever, you know, and we continued to move past it and talk about other things. But that was the one thing that I just kept going back to in my mind. So I'm not happy with it. Definitely feeling some type of way about it. Um... And I will get into that later on, maybe in the next episode or two. But it's a problem for me. It's a problem for me. When I got into my relationship, 
I came in my relationship wholehearted. I put everything on the table, you know, how I felt about everything. And from everything that was put on the table with me, that is the relationship that I began to entertain, got into. And this is where we are today. So to feel the way I felt that day, and how I still feel, so to speak, it's a major problem for me. <laughs> like, I can't stress enough, it's a problem for me. Um, Although, you know, my husband is, you know, adamant that it's nothing and, you know, it's us and we, you know, this is, this is us. This is what we're doing. This is our future. You know, I'm spending the rest of my life with you, so to speak. Well, not so to speak, but I'm, if, um, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say, but this is what he's saying to me. And I believe him wholeheartedly. I really do. But my biggest issue has always been what happens when his path is crossed with his past. I'm a woman. I'm human. Yes, I'm a thinker. Um, my intuition and my gut has always led me the right ways. It's, it's never failed me. I am a person who believes in energy. I'm a person who believes in vibes. When I am confused, I pray. Um, when I'm confused, I meditate. I burn my incense. I burn my sage. I ask for answers. I ask for the universe to respond, show me signs. And when things begin to line up a certain type of way, it is very hard to ignore that this could be the clarity that I am looking for. And that's almost what happened that day when I asked that question and I got a certain answer, well, a certain response of what I asked. So it has not been um, a great couple of days for me. I mean, of course, you know, I'm still moving how I need to move. Life still moves on. But this is a very intricate part of my life, my relationship. And it has definitely put me in a a, 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 a headspace that I did not think that I would have to be in. But again, um, that's where I am. So it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. Yesterday, um... We had a major disagreement and I really, really, really felt as if I did not know what the future of our relationship was. I didn't even, I'm going to be honest, I still don't really know. I still don't really know Um, because coupled up with everything that went on and then what the disagreement yesterday, like it just has been extremely different, extremely weird. And I am questioning so much now. I am questioning a lot. So in my, in my husband's eyes, everything is fine. Everything is okay. Um, he really feels like apologizing and saying, I love you. It's kind of like, now we can move on to something else. I do not operate that way. It is very hard to communicate with a person who just feels like, let's, let's leave the past in the past, but the past was like 20 minutes ago or an hour ago or 24 hours ago. I am not that type of human being. I'm not that type of mental person. So there's still an issue for me. Um, and I don't know the future of it right now. Last night, I was thinking to myself, um, I don't even know what the future of this podcast will be. If in fact, you know, it comes to a point where we're not together and I'm not saying that that's what it is, but I really started thinking like I started this podcast to talk about this amazing love story, this relationship. I never, ever thought about us not being together. I never, ever thought about what happens if um, I have been doing this podcast for over a year now, coming into almost two years I have built up this fan base. Um, I have some amazing listeners, amazing subscribers, and my journey is something that I really have enjoyed being on. I enjoy this podcast, and I'm like, oh my God, like, did I think it through? Did I think about what happens if you guys don't make it? Does the podcast end? And 
I really had to say to myself, no matter what, no matter what, you guys will remain on this journey with me, whether we work it out, whether we don't, whether we're still together next year, the year after that. It's still a journey. It's still a journey. It, I could be speaking from an ex point of view, <laughs> telling you guys the things that I've learned, you know, on maintaining a healthy relationship, the things that can go wrong, you know, how to get through um, the ending of a love story. I just start thinking about all these things because my podcast is centered around this love story. It's not true crime. It's not sports. You know, it's not a um, mental health podcast. It's not anything that I could keep going and keep going no matter what. So I really start thinking about that because I'm telling you yesterday, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we are. I don't, I don't know, you know, what, what is the future? Um, I feel positive and I feel very secure in the emotional side of our relationship. I feel very secure in that. Um, I know that there's a lot of love between the two of us. I know that if love, if nothing love can do, love will always save us. Our friendship will always save us, but I cannot hide the fact from myself that the longer that we're in this relationship, the more things continue to come up, the more um, it becomes drama. And in the beginning, I guess like every relationship, when you're in the honeymoon stage and everything is beautiful, everything is wonderful, you know, this is what you see. You don't see the ugly. Um, and... I always talked about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the ups and downs. Yes, this is what relationships go through. It is super, super hard when you're dealing with someone incarcerated. When I tell you guys, the downs, the bad, and the uglies are very, very difficult when you're dealing with someone incarcerated, especially when you're dealing with someone who not only is incarcerated, but has several different relationships um, that he has to navigate through. Navigating through baby mamas, navigating through um, ex-wives um, who are still trying to insert themselves in, in certain things and who I feel like he is allowing the insertion um, due to whatever the relationship with with his kids have been it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot and as i said before in all the relationships i've been in all the situationships quote unquote i've been in i've never had to deal with ex-girlfriends and baby mama drama i even told him a couple of weeks ago like most single females like myself who have no kids really don't even like dealing with guys who have kids because they don't understand the dynamics of it um, there's a lot of different things that, that intertwine within that. And I explained to him, like, if I came to the table with everything you came to the table with, you probably wouldn't want to deal with me or take me seriously either. Because a man is very hard to understand and be convinced that she not sleeping with her baby daddy. She not messing with her baby daddy. She don't still want to be with her baby daddy. He incarcerated and I got two, three baby daddies and you wondering if I still have a relationship with them or, you know, if I don't answer the phone, am I with a baby daddy? Like if I had all <laughs> of the things that he had going on while he's incarcerated, dealing with me on the outside with all this and I am free, we would not be together. Hands down, we would not be together. Um, And I just think it's such a double standard on top of all of that, because men will not deal with the same things that women deal with, period, point blank. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. That, to me, is not up for debate. But um, I do love him. And, you know, we have been together going on almost three years now. Um, He means the world to me. And I have seen him change within this whole entire process for the better, for the better. 
And later on in this episode, I have a very important question. I got some homework for you guys because I am saying this around this time of me mentioning this because I have seen him change a lot within the process of this whole entire relationship from the beginning up until now. Um, And like I said, it has just been a crazy couple of days. Um... I just hope and pray that we do actually work through this. I just continuously meditate um, and ask the universe as well as, you know, pray to God that we we make it, you know, we make it like we beat the odds. You know, we try to stay healthy. We try to stay happy um, and that, you know, he meets me halfway with a lot of things because I have began to feel as if um, I am understanding him more than he's understanding me. I feel like I am constantly being empathetic towards his situation, everything that his, how his life has been um, versus him crossing over to my side. The biggest, one of the biggest issues we continuously go back and forth about is changing each other he doesn't want me to change him but I don't want him to change me which which means that I don't want to change who I am to be a part of something that I know I'm not comfortable with or I don't want and he doesn't want to change certain things about himself and so it puts us at a crossroad but again This is what happens in any type of relationship. Um, And this is why communication is so important. This is why a friendship is so important. Um, This is why love is so important. But love isn't everything in a relationship. You know, love sometimes just is not enough. And I am fearful because some days I feel like, damn, like, I don't want this love story to turn into a tragedy because... We love each other so much, but what happens when love is not enough? And I felt that way for the past couple of days, and I don't know. I don't know. This is just the down. This is just this part of the relationship, and hopefully we will eventually um, work through it. I remain positive. I remain hopeful, but... I will never tolerate any form of disrespect, period, point blank. Um, I respect him enough to keep my past in my past. I respect him enough to make sure that my past, whoever my past um, includes, that this is who I'm with. This is who I'm growing with. This is who I'm building with. And this is who I plan on spending the rest of my life with. And on my end, it's nothing but respect. So let's just hope and pray, guys, <laughs> that um we get past this this um this obstacle. Like I said, but to him, everything is fine. Everything is fine. If if you if he was right here or able to talk to you, I can guarantee you everything is fine for him. Everything is not fine for me. But um hey. <laughs> This is my journey and this is my story. And I am just glad that you guys are on this journey with me. I hope I continue to um, give you what you need. You know, I know a lot of you guys say you go through some of the same stuff with me or you've been through some of the same stuff and it just feels really good to hear a person talk about it. So I hope that I'm still doing what I need to do for you guys in the process of being on this journey um, myself. This this is my first time being in a relationship of this magnitude with someone who's incarcerated. So I am still learning. I am still understanding. And the fact that me and my husband come from two different worlds, two different worlds. Um, we have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of growing to do individually and together. So I just hope and pray, you know, that everything works out, you know, for you guys to continue keeping us in in in, in your prayers. 
And that is all that I am going to touch on at the present moment. I have decided I'm going to try to um, um, merge a lot of these things together instead of breaking down, you know, like my topic, my updates and things like that. Because what I have noticed is, is that the shorter my episodes are, <laughs> the more listeners I have. Um and I think the the audio, the visual versions will be longer, but I will definitely cut the audio part down. So as far as the updates on him, he's doing great. As you guys know, he was able to see both his kids. As you guys know, the funniest thing that happened during visitation, I was helping him fill out his commissary list. And when it came to him ordering stuff for the, the shower, I was telling him he should get a loofah. <laughs> and he was like... Hell no. He said that he see the guys in there with the loofahs and he's like, I don't know about that. I'm not with that. And I'm trying to explain to him. It's really an amazing feeling um, to have this dead skin pulled off, how your skin feels afterwards. You know, it exfoliates and he's like, no, nah, I'm good with my rag. Like them dudes be looking crazy when they in the shower bathing with loofahs. <laughs> So I just thought that was hilarious, but he's doing okay. He had a test today. Um, we had a bad day yesterday. We really, really, yesterday was not a good day for us. So, um, hopefully he woke up today, you know, in good spirits or whatever. Um, you know, he, he just, we just, we just didn't have a good day, but outside of all of that, you know, he's definitely doing what he needs to do while he's doing his time. Uh, to make it home to hopefully me still and um his kids and his family so that is all guys on his updates and that is all on my topic of the day thank you guys for tuning in and i decided to go i, I want to say old school but not old school i'm actually recording from my room on my phone i decided to not record in my little home studio today because i have the worst headache ever um I am still kind of, you know, in my funk from yesterday. So that's all, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on Season three's Episode 11. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K L E A N R I T U A L S.com. Now back to the show. They say behind every man there's a great woman, or in some cases, a crazy strong woman. These stories are about the women behind their incarcerated men. Some you may know, some you may not. This is her story. Her story is about Winnie Mandela, the wife of activist and Nobel Peace Prize winner Nelson Mandela. Winnie Mandela was born September 26, 1936. She was a South African anti-apartheid activist and politician and the second wife of Nelson Mandela. She served as a member of parliament from 1994 to 2003 and from 2009 until her death and was a deputy minister of arts and culture from 1994 to 1996. A member of the African National Congress ANC political party, she served on ANC's National Executive Committee and headed its Women's League. Mandela was known to her supporters as the mother of the nation. Born to a royal family and a qualified social worker, she married anti-apartheid activist Nelson Mandela in Johannesburg in 1958. 
They remained married for 38 years and had two children together. In 1963, after Mandela was in prison, she became his public face during the 27 years he spent in jail. During that period, she rose to prominence within the domestic anti-apartheid movement. Mandela was detained by apartheid state security services on various occasions, tortured, subject to banning orders, and banished to a rural town, and she spent several months in solitary confinement. In the mid-1980s, Mandela exerted a reign of terror and was at the center of an orgy of violence, which led to condemnation by anti-apartheid movement in South Africa and a rebuke by the ANC in exile. During this period, her home was burnt down by residents. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission, TRC, established by Nelson Mandela's government to investigate human rights abuses found Mandela to have been politically and morally accountable for the gross violence of human rights committed by Mandela's United Football Club, her detail. Mandela endorsed the neck lacing of alleged police informers and apartheid government collaborators and her security detail carried out kidnappings, torture, and murder, and most notoriously killing 14, a 14-year-old 14 whose kidnapping she was convicted of. As a senior ANC figure, she took part in the post-apartheid ANC government, although she was dismissed from her post amid allegations of corruption. In 2003, Mandela was convicted of theft and fraud, and she's temporarily withdrew from active politics before returning several years later. When he met lawyer and anti-apartheid activist Nelson Mandela in 1957, when he was still married to Evelyn Mace, she was 22 years old and standing at a bus stop when Mandela first saw her and charmed her, securing a lunch date the following week. The couple remained married and were married from 1958 and had two daughters. Mandela was arrested in 1963 and was not released until February 11, 1990. The couple separated in 1992 and their divorce was finalized in, in March of 1996. During the divorce hearing, Nelson Mandela rejected Winnie Mandela's assertion that arbitration could salvage the marriage and cited her infidelity as a cause of the divorce, saying, quote, I am determined to get rid of the marriage, end quote. Her attempt to obtain a settlement up to five million, half of what she claimed her husband was worth, was dismissed when she failed to appear in court for the settlement hearing. When asked in 1994 about the possibility of reconciliation, she said, quote, I am not fighting to be the country's first lady. In fact, I am not the sort of person to carry beautiful flowers and be an ointment to, an ornament to everyone, end quote. Although divorced, she visited Nelson Mandela during his final illness. Mandela gained international acclaim for his activism, globally regarded as an icon of social justice. He received more than 250 honors, including the Nobel Peace Prize. He is held in deep respect within South Africa and described as the father of the nation. But this isn't about the Nobel Peace Prize winner and father of a nation and activist Nelson Mandela. This is about the woman that stood behind him for 27 years, Winnie Mandela, a mother, activist, pop culture icon, mother of a nation, and a woman of her own work rules, and a complete badass. A strong woman who held not only her man down while he was behind prison walls for 27 years, but an entire nation. I know I'm always asking you guys to sign up and become a Patreon. Well, for my next five new Patreons, I'll be giving away a few gifts. Now, this is kind of like playing roulette. You never know where the ball is going to land. So take a spin for a chance to win. 
a clean rituals bundle, which includes the essential essence and the complete serum, a $20 Starbucks gift card, or an Amazon discount up to 80% off. 80% off, guys, off any eligible products, which includes electronics and home and audio, kitchen and dining, beauty and grooming, patio, lawn, and garden care. Now, once you become a Patreon, you'll get a personal message from me detailing what you won and how to retrieve your winnings. Let's gamble. Now back to the show. So today on a serious note, I have a few questions for you guys. And I hope that you guys interact with me because this is going to be where the discussion comes in at. So at the end of um, the show notes, if you are on Spotify, you can actually comment on today's on a serious note, quest topic and question. And if you are using... Um, Jeez, you can't do it on the Apple Podcast part, but I would really like if you guys go to the Spotify app, pull up Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, and you can actually comment. The question will be there. You can comment. We can have a discussion forum or whatever, but I want you guys to interact with me um, during the On a Serious Note because this is what it's going to be. I am going to start asking you guys different questions so we can help each other out, give each other advice, um, talk each other through things. You know, I'm big on mental health. I like to see where people are mentally, emotionally, and everything. So if it's something that we as a um team could do something that we could all interact together to help each other out let's do that guys so today on a serious note this is my question two people that are in a relationship are these two people that are in the relate in the relationship are they in this relationship at the same time again <laughs> When two people are in a relationship, are they in this relationship at the same time? When does it become serious for each individual person? Is one person apprehensive but still in a relationship but still holding on to being friends with other people? Are they still holding on to options because they don't know where this relationship is going? Is it out of fear? Is it out of insecurity? Um... And then what about the person who is in it? Like once they say I'm in this relationship, they are in this relationship fully, totally in this relationship. Do you think that people who are in a relationship are in the relationship at the same time? I am going to say for myself that recently I have come to realize that me and my husband have not been in the same relationship at the same time. Um, There are different things that stick out to me that make me realize that now we are in the same relationship. And when I say relationship, I mean, as a whole, you know, I, I understand the marriage, the vows and all that. But when I say a relationship, I'm just talking about like as a whole, all together, um, you know, I, I there's different things that stick out to me that show me that at one point in the beginning, um, he was in a relationship, but he wasn't fully in a relationship. There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of fear. Um, I believe that there were a lot of feelings in other places that needed to be dissolved. I think that a lot of um, things that he needed to say that he didn't want to say my husband is big on you know people's feelings and having a big heart and just all these type of things so there have been things that have shown me that within the past two years um when it became all about us and as crazy as it sounds it's real and it happens that's just like I've heard for so many years that 
you have to be with somebody who loves you more than they love you or one person in a relationship is going to love the other one more than the other one. Like, is this real? Is this true? So my question is, are two people that are in a relationship, both in the relationship at the same time? My next question is, what happens when you found out that you've been in the one the longest does it change how you move forward in a relationship? Do you feel as if you were cheated on? Do you feel as if your time was wasted in that beginning part when maybe you could have been somewhere else or doing something else? How does it affect the relationship moving forward? So that is on a serious note question. I will add the questions within the show notes. And please, guys, feel free to comment and respond. Like I said, this is our community and we need to talk about it. We need to help each other out, um, be there for each other, share stories, share experiences, share advice. So that is you guys homework. That is your homework. And that's it. That's all that I have for on a serious note. Make sure to be looking for the questions and make sure to interact. Again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to season three's episode 11. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. Today, I just want to shout out all of you guys who continue to keep listening and supporting this podcast. Um, All of my, especially my personal friends that take the time to listen to these episodes, give me um, great criticism, great comments, um, who continue to keep sharing, talking about it, passing the word on. I appreciate you guys so much. Shout out to my new listeners, my new followers, and a special shout out since today's Her Story is about Winnie Mandela. I want to send a shout out to South Africa and for the cities that listen to me, the Orange Free State and gouting. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to season three, episode 11. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles, YouTube Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Quick update, guys. Don't forget to try out the seven-day free trial on Patreon. If you like it, if you love it, the membership is $5 a month. And I also have a second tier, which is $40 a month. But that includes everything, including free merch every three months. Um, We are moving closer to 10,000 plays. You guys have not let me down at all. Thank you so much. 
Make sure to check out my personal blog, which is wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. Um, it's still all Wetlock Chronicles podcast, just a little bit more about me. Um, it includes a lot of my vlog videos, my picks of the week, my picks of the month. So it's definitely more about me. And if you want to support, donate to this podcast, the cash app is Wetlock Chronicles. Please make sure to rate, review, and comment on the podcast. I know I always say this, but I want to continue to stress how imperative it is for podcasters that you rate and review and comment on the podcast. If you're on the Apple platform, you can rate, you can comment. Spotify, you can rate, you can comment. Um as well as review. You can also leave voice messages too on the Spotify platform. And also I misquoted myself um, on the a serious note question. The quote that I misquoted was to be with someone who loves you more than you love them. I said it all wrong backwards, I believe, but <laughs> that is all that I have for the update, guys. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. This is season three's episode 11. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press five. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Thank you.